What's up, everyone? My name is Kyle, and this is the Pain Cave Chronicles podcast, featuring yours truly and two of my best friends, Cody and Sean. Here, we're going to be breaking down our interesting relationship with endurance training. We're going to be chatting through marathon training, including nutrition, injury prevention, mindset, gear, and because we already dedicate too much time to discussing English football, we thought we would also add to each episode our own hot takes on the goings-on in the Premier League. So sit back, don't relax too much, and join us in exploring the pain cave. Welcome to the third episode of the pain cave chronicles. This week we will be going over our weeks of marathon training. Now that all three of us are really getting into some miles. In addition, we had a wild weekend all together in Albany that we can recap, which included a soul enhancing trip to the uh, most amazing place in the capital region you know it. It's Olive Garden. <laughs> the promised land of all carbs. Uh, <laughs> the, che- the cheese land. <laughs> uh, that discussion will also touch on our general diets and how we all have our own thing going on, which is pretty great. We all kind of consume in different ways, which obviously we are humans. Um, and as promised each week, but has yet to really be fulfilled, uh, we will in fact touch on a bit of what's going on in the Premier League. Uh, There's definitely been some big news this week. Nothing that affects any of our, um, you know, highest uh, investment teams, Mm. but it it affects the top, and it adds a bit of drama to the end of this 23-24 season. So, gentlemen, um, and we are also told that we should... I'll do better at introducing each of you as we transition around so that... Everyone can identify the differences between the sultry voice of Cody and the impact of Sean's comments. It's for the mothers. Um, (laughs) That's too long winded. But gentlemen, how you doing? Sean, we'll start with you. Good. Very good. Uh, A little sore. Not going to lie. The um, the the group Mm -hmm. one we did this past weekend, which we're going to dive into, was super fun. But it was my first long run back from uh being sick and the week before I was traveling. So I could definitely feel it in my legs. But uh, first full week under the belt, I got around 26 miles in. I decided um, the last Sunday I was supposed to get five miles in was just like going to give a rest, recover a little bit, Uh, but feeling good. It's nice to get the ball rolling officially now. It feels like uh, in the base building, there was some flexibility and that flexibility is now gone. So, uh, yeah, it's pedal to the metal now, and I'm feeling good, ready to start week two, three, four, five, all the way to, to race week. All the way, my friend. And before we hop in any trainings, I think uh, Co- Cody has your day going, and do you have any uh, anything to pop for us? Oh, my day is going great, and just for all of the listeners that are really anticipating an Olipop crack. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. I have to say, when we did that last time, it's like kind of underwhelming through my headphones. But then when I listen to it back recording, it's like that is like a commercial, like a like a Coca-Cola, like like the sizzle of it. It was profound. Sounds like sounds like some some artwork that you would do, Kyle. Oh, or um, maybe that you have already done, but maybe have you. Um, yeah. How's 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 your how's your day overall? My day's pretty good. Um, kind of like Sean said. I finished up that first full week of training and um, yeah, 
it's crazy having a real structure to to training now and not having the luxury of saying, ah, I think I'm going to go for a five easy today instead of uh, threshold. Um, but you know what? I was out on a run this morning and I was actually stoked for my workout on Wednesday. And I think that's a really good thing. So I'm feeling fresh. Um, muscles are feeling good. Calves are surprisingly feeling good. Uh, and my back is surprisingly feeling good. So these are all issues that I was dealing with in in the base and the build up to this training block and, um, you know, not having them be completely relevant right right away is is awesome. So, yeah, doing doing great. Feeling good. Let me quickly add too, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen, Cody is now on Strava so we can see every workout he does now. Yes. Join the club. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've got a great He's, um I've got my Forrest Gump picture on there. Dude, I saw Halloween, that today. So. I was looking through the feed and I saw you had your big beard on. I was like, there's no better picture. That and Cowboy Cody. I mean, you got the you got the uh the gallery. Yeah, once I get a little AI in the background of Cowboy Cody, we'll post it. <laughs> Everyone awaits. Just cow cowboy Cody in space. In space. With, with, uh, with I I also was I was having some back some back pain in the last couple of weeks as well. That seems to have kind of eased away. I'd say this last week, but uh, maybe it was sleeping on Sean's couch Saturday night that I straightened me. I out. offered a I offered the air mattress, and you you respectfully declined. <clears throat> oh no, the couch was great. The couch did me good. How am I feeling today? Uh, it's been a solid day. I honestly feel like we had such a great weekend together that going back to work today was a little bit like, wow, oh, a little bit of a come down, yeah. I'd say emotionally. Downer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got to go back to running by myself. <clears throat> not as much fun. No, not even close. Um, well, uh, I, I suppose that was part one, making sure we're all, you know, didn't have anything big. We had to get off our chests and we can kind of get into I'd say uh, some training weeks. Um, I I can jump in first uh, just to get things going. But my this was technically week four of my twenty one week build to Buffalo. Wow! So Look at that. I started quite a bit earlier than than the other two. But I also feel like I had perhaps more work to do. So I wanted to get get things rolling. Or maybe I'm just the most impatient. Um, we'll, we'll see towards the end, I suppose, <laughs> but, uh, Monday three miles, nice and easy Tuesday, five miles. Um, and I just wrote in the description, so sleepy. Mm -hmm. So I think that day was, um, the early mornings, the early mornings get me, but I also feel like it's a really good way for me to make sure I do a lot of easy running. Mm -hmm. Like there's. It, it it's pretty hard to be like fired up and accidentally run fast at 5 30 in the morning um wednesday this was a fun one seven miles um that was with a one mile warm-up and then we did three by one mile at seven minute mile pace um and that was with one mile recoveries and a one mile cool down uh only notes i'd say on that was it was it was fun. It was fun to do that. I was working remote so I could do it in the middle of the day. Uh, pretty good um, weather. I, basically, like there wasn't snow and slosh, so I could just kind of focus on the running part. And this was the first workout that I have programmed into my watch ahead of time, um, which I have found to be super useful. Cody pushed me to uh, figure out how to do it. And now I don't think I'll ever do 
like any organized session without it. Like the prompts are really great. It tells you when you're leaving, like your goal speed or pace. Um, and it gives you a little countdown when you're transitioning. So loved that. Uh, we'll continue it. Thursday, four miles, super easy. Uh, definitely was feeling the session from the day before. Friday miles, super easy again. I just wrote an easy peasy. I think my paces for these easy peasy days are like 1130s. And like, it, I mean, my wrist heart rate is averaging like 130. So it's definitely like really just getting the miles. I think for some of these, uh, my body's definitely not used to doing speed workouts in the middle of the week. But the good news is honestly by Saturday, um, met up with you guys for a long run and I do feel like the Thursday, Friday doing easy. Um, <clears throat> by the time I showed up on Saturday, I was pretty, pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, so three miles by myself, lonely, you know, crying all alone and then found you guys in the parking lot to start off a barn loop. Um, so rounded out 15 miles uh on the day which was i don't know that's kind of the first like that's a pretty real long run i feel like um in in the last couple of months for me we've been doing a lot of 12 and 13ers but i feel like 15s kind of dabbling into the, the 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 higher end of things um only real notes um i think that might be helpful is i did take a salted caramel unived gel at four miles and then i took a caramel latte caffeinated gel also unived at eight and a half miles i had honestly kind of forgotten i think i was we were just chatting a lot and i didn't even end up taking the third one i i was planning on taking three and it kind of just felt like at that point wasn't wasn't really worth it and i think i was feeling the bigger the, the unived gels i don't they're not a very popular brand of gels so most people listening have probably never tried them um, they're very thin and they're a bit larger, like in the packaging and the caffeinated ones are definitely even more so like larger. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it took me a little bit extra to just like get it down. It's easy to eat, but like it's a little bit of a slurpee. Um, but that capped off, uh, 39 miles for the week, uh, week four of 21 towards Buffalo. Um, and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of nice having all day Sunday. You know, I, I ran Monday through Saturday and Sunday was, um, well, I didn't really do laundry because the dryer is busted, but <laughs> I just recovered. <laughs> A day of rest and laundry drama. Yeah. Oh, man. I will say 39 kind of, it's cool, but I was really tempted to just go run a mile to was, get 40. But time, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Got to trust the process a little bit there. I was going to ask how much that killed you not to get 40 in. Definitely. Um, the good, well, so it was honestly the weather was crap saturday night mm -hmm. and we were getting like that sloshy snow i'm sure you drove in it oh yeah um or um sunday into this morning so like it really wasn't it was kind of like mm, i'm glad i don't have to go out there <laughs> but if it was nice out i probably would have done it <clears throat> could have gotten out for a just for a walk or something yeah just walk a mile. Walk a mile. Just, you it. can't do that. You can't do that and then put it on Strava. That's a cop out. I, I would can, expect you guys to kill me. <laughs> we would have never like, let you live run, it down. Run a half a mile and then walk a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Power solid. Walk. Solid. But yeah. 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 Nice, man. Nice. That's a. Uh, can you remind me what was your uh, what was your Wednesday workout again? Uh, so that was three by one miles with one mile recoveries in between, and that was at a seven minute pace. 
So good. they felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, I will say with something like that, I feel like the first interval is always just trying to figure out like the, yeah. like getting your body to feel it, um, mm-hmm. to feel like that seven minute pace. So I think the first one was like it was like six fifties and then seven tens and then kind of like settling in a little bit. Um, the second and third one definitely felt better. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's certainly interesting going like trying to go fast some days um, and then doing a ton of slow miles and then thinking about it gets me a little bit excited for doing longer uh, fast effort Mm. runs like doing kind of like throwing marathon pace miles into a long run and things like that and more like tempo days um because it does make me I think those are the days where you come away from it and you really it can impact how you feel uh for the re- like your emotions around it i guess like mm-hmm. you, you can come away from that thinking like wow that pace for that marathon i'm trying to run in april like that's gonna be so hard or you can come away from that thinking like heck yeah like i'm building on that that wasn't too bad like so i i think it's just when you have a session um and you got you guys can definitely chime in here of just like how when you do a speed work of, of anything how it can kind of impact your whether you start questioning your whole training plan or whether you it adds to kind of your belief both in what you're doing 100 percent, yeah both right. like i did my sprint workout last week in the alpha flies mind you i couldn't wait till march spoiler <laughs> alert um it was so much fun you know like there there are runs where i had today where i just did four and a half and was I started off at like a 745 pace and then was like, you know what? My body's telling me I need to do like 930. And I finished that run was like, that was good. And then I get those sprint workouts and I'm like, that was good. But also like, damn, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to maintain a fast pace for a very long time. So I think right now I'm definitely in the former where it feels like uh, I, I, I know I definitely having just first week gone. I'm like, did I? Did I overreach what my goal is going to be? And then I have to take a step back and say, hold up. I still have February, March, April, and most of May. So there's there's still four months. Mm-hmm. So kind of taking that big picture and not hitting the panic button at first, I think is helping me mm-hmm. with uh, just remaining disciplined. Because I know for myself, like if I don't, if if I'm doing those sprints and I feel as though, for example, I, I'm coming away feeling discouraged. I'll feel the need to adapt my plan to meet where I'm at now rather than holding myself to that higher goal and kind of sticking to it. And because I know in a month's time, how I feel now is going to feel very, very different um, mm-hmm. or I'll feel worse. Who knows? <laughs> but I definitely think the start, like the sprints are super exciting. You get kind of an adrenaline rush and a high from it in a different way. But still recognizing, I think, the um, the gravity of the, you know, the goals that we're setting for ourselves because, you know, being Kyle, this isn't your first marathon, but for me and Cody, it's our first time. Like those three tens to three fifteens, we can do them, but there's there's a lot of fast miles we got to do between now and then. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That for um, sure. that I'll, 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 that makes me. I, I I got another question. I'll toss this to Cody, but I mean, I'll toss to Cody <clears throat> first. But that kind of just made me think um, with how long. I mean, we've been talking about this since you know november oh yeah yeah (laughs) like so like we've already been talking about this for as many months as people train for marathons Mm -hmm. do you feel like there was kind of like so much anticipation to get your training plan get going find that routine and you're kind of like oh god i got all this bent up steam and now it's been like now you're kind of into it and the like now you're just finding yourself being like okay step back 
one day at a time. This is going to be like, you know, months of building and roller coasters. How have you been thinking about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this morning, honestly, I, I woke up and I was like, oh, wow, I've got another week of this. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm kind of looking at my <clears throat> schedule like, oh, I got another 17 weeks of this. And I think maybe it was a, a maybe it was a combination of, uh, you know, the high from the weekend of, of, you know, going for a long run with you guys and having people oh, yeah. to talk to on a run. Um, but, you know, it's definitely the excitement's there now. And uh I think I just have to realize that, yeah, this is a long, this is a long time. Uh, it's going to, it's going to stretch for a, a long time and when you look at it, but like 18 weeks, um, 18 weeks ago was, I don't know, maybe October and that flew by. So this is going to fly by. Like, yeah, I shouldn't say like we've already done a week, but I should say like, wow, I'm already a week into this and feeling good. So. For sure. Like the excitement is there, but um, it was weird, definitely weird waking up this morning and and kind of telling myself, I, I kind of hyped myself up that it was going to be a really kind of crazy workout this morning. And it was just like three slow recovery miles. And <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, this is this is way easier. I didn't have to wake up, you know, an hour and a half earlier for for this three mile run. But um, yeah, no, just it is it is really exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Mm. I have a, I have a question for both of you for, um, Kyle, to your point about like, did we overhype? And now that we're in it, we're like, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I know for me, um, having, you know, the goal that I set, I feel almost like a pressure every day to make sure I'm working towards that goal. And I sometimes struggle with slow miles feeling like it's contributing to my you know, goal to get to 310. And I know it is mm-hmm. like I, I intrinsically know it is I have to force myself to say these are important miles because this is where the foundation's built. But I know like when I'm when I see on my schedule, like five miles at slow pace at like 930 to 1030. I'm like, ugh, I feel almost like a pressure to then the next day get a sprint workout in because it's it's in that sprint mm-hmm. workout where I'm going to be, you know, building that higher maintenance piece. So I know I feel the pressure to hurry up with the speed work do you guys feel that at all in any capacity are you guys more patient with like the i have a long time i'll get there definitely absolutely especially because we're watching we're watching the ben feltons we're watching the the you know the nick bears Um, yes and those guys are going out and their easy runs are at a seven minute mile you know so it makes me feel like i gotta catch up to that like we got some catching up to do yeah yeah i struggle with that big time I, sh- I definitely I have to say, like in the past, I felt that and I've said, screw it. I'm going to just do these fast miles. Mm-hmm. And then all those miles were just garbage miles and they just aided to me getting hurt. Um, yeah. So like, right. the best advice that I am trying to follow this training black actually from my mother is like run your easy days easy and mm-hmm. run your hard days hard. Because, you know, like if you run your easy days hard, you're going to just you're 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 opening the door for injury right there. Yeah, I know. I'm trying Definitely. to work on that. And I keep trying to, it's funny. I have on my phone written on, on the, like on my notepad, go slow to go far. And I have to like tell yeah. myself that every right. single day because one. I'll say, Oh, I've got a slow run. Maybe I'll try my slow run at eight 30 because I think that's what my slow run should be. And I, and I'm not there yet. And so I just have to like remind myself that I'll get there. 
Um, and if I force it, Cody, like you said, there is a quick injury right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, so, it's hard to go slow. It's, it really is. Truly, and honestly, truly. like part of the best thing of the, uh, barn loop was like, you guys made me go slow. Like mm-hmm. we made all of us go collectively go slow and yeah. that mm-hmm. helps a hell of a lot in the long run. Absolutely. I, I would throw two things in there. Um, one, I feel like it's re- when it comes to even running slow for me, I know that really comes down to that listening to like my perceived effort rather than looking at any metrics, like especially during or just before. Like I knew Thursday when I was going for that, you know, four miles easy. It's still like it just says four miles easy, just like it said, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday. But since I was coming off the session, I like I I just ran even slower, even mm-hmm. more sleepy, easy. And that's because I was like, I know I got to get these miles done, but I also know that there's no there's no time limit on this workout. Mm-hmm. Like if it if I do 1140s, that's fine. Like that gets me if I do 1140s today, it means I'm going to be fresher for that Saturday long run yeah. where I can do it a little bit better. And then I would also say uh, the second thing I was going to say was whenever I'm running slow and like someone comes by me, I always like prepare for like, I, and I know they're not even thinking this. I don't think this when I pass people, they're like, man, that guy's going so slow. And I always think like, you know, if they ever said anything about how slow I'm going, I'll be like, today isn't race day, friend. Today <laughs> isn't race day. Like I'm always ready. I'll see you at the starting line, like, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, does this look like race day? No. So hopefully I can go fast on race. This day. is going to be self-deprecating in some way. Cody and I are are those people that, uh, at least when we go camping, are the people behind others that are like, oh, they're going slow. We can pass them, and so we yeah. <laughs> we're always the two that are like, let's catch up to them and go. <laughs> we're those people that Kyle, you're like, oh, those a holes. I'm definitely oh, no. I'm definitely I, trying I mean, to I get think rid of them. Yeah, I'm, day I'm trying day. to not think that way. It's it's a hard mindset to break for sure. Like mm-hmm. the just wanting to run is a hard mindset. So the low slow miles like that. Those are almost harder than yes than the 100%. hard days because you really it's like a <clears throat> mental <throat> mental toughness that you have to <clears throat> that you really have to dive into. Yeah. And and Kyle, to your point, you know, you're you're saying those sleepy miles at like 1030 to 1130 pace like you're doing that now and your rate of perceived effort is low right now. But I'm going to say in March, April you're going to be doing those same runs. Your rate of perceived effort is going to be the same and you're going to be going nine to nine thirty. Like you're just going to keep yeah. chipping that down. Hopefully. And mm-hmm. I really took a, I, I took a page out of your book, uh, from this weekend and I covered my watch today. I took, I uh, got rid of the heart rate and I just said, you know, I was kind of thinking on my run, you know, I, I think this is about a, I'm, I'm like a one forty beats per minute right now and Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna look until i finish the run but i finished the run and i had yeah it was all pretty low zone two heart rate stuff and i think not looking at it and not getting that anxiety of looking at it and Mm, or like me running up a hill and seeing like oh man i'm I'm bumping up into the 160s like yeah because i'm running up a hill like my muscles are doing more work there's no need to have any anxiety over it like Mm-hmm. don't and even look at the it. star wars fan that you are you should know that you just gotta you gotta feel the force you gotta trust <laughs> i it. gotta trust in it you gotta you gotta trust the body you, you gotta trust how you're feeling it's so true and um yeah it's so true all right who's who's going through their 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 weekly mileage next i'm i'm happy to i got a funny little, yeah, little story homie. that I'll, I'll go quick so 
Uh, Monday, last Monday was an easy four. Uh, I woke up. That was my first day of training. I woke up really jazzed, you know, like 5 a.m. I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm rolling my muscles out. I'm I'm getting my stretches in. I'm getting my glute bridges in. And uh, I hear Sam from the other room go, oh, I stepped in it. And I was like, oh, no, what is going what did she step in? And I was and then she goes, oh, I found the rest of it. And my cat Toulouse, no, <laughs> who has been so good for so long, decided that that was the morning that she was going to vomit in our closet, like mm. right at the foot of Sam's clothes and marathon training. Beacon. Yes. So <laughs> it was it was funny. So I got out that day. I just have a I have a little note. Um. All my notes are just temperatures. That was an 18 degree day. And um, Oof, I do remember getting to about mile three and having the sun poke through. And it was like it, it was like Messiah moment. And oh, yeah. I was like, this this is turning around. So, yeah, Monday was an easy four. Tuesday was a rest day. Um, Wednesday was a, a quality workout, which was a one and a half mile warm up. And then a four by 200 meter repetition with a 200 meter recovery jog in between, followed by a two by 400 meter uh, repetition with um, 400 meter jog in between, and then a one and a half mile cool down. So not many miles um, for speed work, but again, first week, just getting getting that turnover under my under my uh souls here uh thursday was uh, an easy six we had gotten some snow wednesday night so that was a easy slushy six um definitely definitely got the endorphin speed new endorphin speeds pretty wet there and i had some cold toes um but got it done and then friday was off it was actually a travel day i traveled up to to sean's place in albany and then um Saturday was that that easy long run. And my note here is 37 degrees in shorts. And so really stoked to be in shorts. And I think we took a go gel at about mile five, maybe. Yeah. Um, Five and ten, I think. So so I only took one, but it was I'm getting used to taking more. I feel like I yeah, maybe that's another kind of talking about the low slow miles like i don't think i fuel enough <coughs> i take like one gel and mm-hmm. then i just kind of coast for the rest of it but i should probably take two and then f- you know really see how i feel coming into that that those last two mm-hmm. miles so um that was scheduled for 10 miles that day but i ended up doing 12 i wasn't gonna let you guys run away from me <laughs> so i finished the week with 27.1 miles so really really chuffed about that and um I think that set me up well for this week. So good stuff, yeah. man. That was that was week one. That was week one. Wow. Twenty seven is a good first week. I'm surprised actually that I that I did twenty seven. I think this week will be lower, which is fine. And I think this is just the trusting the training plan and doing what it says. I really didn't want to rest on that Tuesday, but I just did it. I just I had to. Like that's another one of my issues is like not doing something during a day kind of yeah. drives me crazy. So um, oh, same man. I'm going to have to replace that with yoga or maybe a strength training or something, something light. So. Crocheting. <laughs> Crocheting. Yeah. Pickleball. <laughs> Build, building Legos. How, probably. <laughs> how'd you feel after the speed session? Like anything from on Thursday or Friday? No, 
I felt completely <coughs> fresh. So quality session, quality session. Yeah. So I felt completely fresh again. It was, it was five miles. Three of those were easy. And then it was only two miles of, of real speed work. So, mm. um, not a huge volume, not a huge volume at all, actually a very small volume of, of speed work. So, um, yeah, no, really no effect on, on my Thursday run and, uh, into Friday, into Saturday felt, felt really fresh going in. So, and is, is yours, so Sean's built around a 310 mm-hmm. marathon goal is yours. You're also 310. I think mine is actually built around a 315, but um yeah i mean i'm doing a few of these repetitions a little bit faster and i think it's it's still gonna be and fine you got, for a 310 yeah. yeah you got you got tons of time for to yeah. reevaluate and 100 100 and i mean that's yeah. seconds uh compared to you mm-hmm. know a 315 to a 310 that's it's seconds on my repetitions seconds on my thresholds and so yeah and again like you were mentioning earlier the programmed garmin workout was fantastic just super easy to to have those prompts man i really appreciate those so i'm so excited to use it on the track i haven't gotten to yet but to use Mm. those open-ended timed laps is going to rock my world that's what i did for the sprint workouts on the garmin and it was a it was a godsend there there we go it's nice yeah that's a great transition right there sean yeah yeah i was gonna say (laughs) i'm excited help us with the segues um I started with a three mile run at about a 908 pace. Um, <clears throat> pretty low heart rate, but um, on theme with not being able to just stick with slow miles, I did the last half mile at a 640 pace. So the first few <laughs> runs of bad boy. I, oh, I know. Shame on me. Uh, the first few runs of the week were a little <laughs> difficult, though. Just again, I was still kind of coming back from. Being sick. So the next day I had um, another three. I learned I was at a 950 for for that one. And then after that, I had a five mile run at an 802 pace. Just wanted to see how I could maintain that, you know, for for an extended period of time. And that actually felt pretty good. So I was around a 159 heart rate for that. Uh, those three were all on the treadmill. I was it was not as fun as I would have liked it to be. But the <laughs> it is closer for me from my place to go to the gym than the drive to a spot that is um runnable. So it's just been low hanging fruit. The day after that I did a sprint interval workout. It was six miles total. That was at the Gilderland track and I I used the Garmin to configure the workouts and, and that was so nice because in the past I've had to memorize all the steps to my runs, I think we were talking about this in the last podcast, and this was like three, two, one, and then it gives you the range, right? And when you're in and out of the range, it gives you that obnoxious beeping noise, but it was really helpful for mm-hmm. the run. So six miles total, one mile warm up, and then four miles of, of 400 intervals, um, 400 on, 400 off. I did them in the alpha flies, and I was right around between like a 520 and a 530 pace for uh, the, the 400s. I initially set my goal to be around like 615 and 630, but those puppies want to move fast. It, <laughs> it was so interesting being in those shoes. They're super comfortable, super light. Uh, but I found that I was putting in the effort that I intuitively knew would have been probably around like a 615 to 630. But the shoes just right. like launch you forward. It was the weirdest sensation is almost like hard to go slow in them. But um, I just wanted to see like, okay, if this is going to be the effort, this is how it's going to feel. 
And the shoes were like, no, nah, we're going to be at a 520, baby. So um, did that for four miles, <laughs> then then a mile cool down. And that felt really good. Uh, encouraging to see just those um, those interval times be as fast as they were. So that was um, that was exciting. You know, I kind of liked feeling the high from that of like, OK, I'm still far ways away, but like that's a really, really good starting point. After that, I took a day of rest, and then I, I not log one to Strava, had a recovery run after that, and then I did the barn loop with everyone, which was a nice 12 at a 10.30-ish pace for everyone. I took two gels, one at mile four, one at mile eight or nine. The go gels have been super good. No stomach issues at all. Really easy to digest. I like how um, kind of liquidy they feel. You know, I was using the Mortons before and that was very gelatinous. You know, Kyle was saying like, it's almost <laughs> a process to get it down. Like with the Go Gels, it's just you squeeze it, it's all in and then you're good to go. And then I rested on Sunday and then today I started off with um, a morning leg lifting session just with some really light kettlebells just to, you know, start strengthening some of the joints again. Um, and then a slow four and a half in the afternoon. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you can't talk about this week. That's for next Listen, week's I just went Monday You're to Monday. In. My week, <laughs> I, that was Monday you to just, Monday range. You just time traveled. <laughs> I do, I do have a question, um, mainly about, um, and I guess we'll start with Sean. Um, do you feel like now that you, you're, you've both kind of gotten into full weeks, I've definitely noticed this. Have you just been like a either sleepy during the day or like is going to bed one of the best parts of your life? Yes. And yes, I'm finding myself at noon cause I'm doing most of my runs before, uh, work starts. So I'm finding yep. like, I feel really good after my run. Um, I, I'm good for a while afterwards. I've been really structured with taking ice baths after and that like just jolts me awake but that's a really finite amount of energy and so by noon i'm just absolutely mm -hmm. shot so i've been drinking i've been chugging electrolytes having i've been <laughs> filling up my pot of coffee like a few times a day to get it at noon and then by like honestly 7 30 comes around and if i chose to go to sleep then i'd have no problem sleeping until five in the morning <clears throat> i I'm, I'm definitely with you there yeah yeah I, it's been it's I, been an adjustment for sure i don't know if it's i don't know if it's just because it's week one and it's going to change in in the latter weeks but i i don't feel that honestly like i'm i've been feeling fresh throughout the days and that might be because i'm really making these easy runs easy and giving myself plenty of time to recover or maybe because you know i've been running for 10 years and my body's just kind of used to yep. it. Um, I mean, sleep is always a welcome. Uh, you know, I, I always open the door for that. But um, yeah, I mean, during the workday, I'm I'm okay. I mean, I'm always kind of groggy at work. But hmm. I think going into the office after these workouts has been helpful to kind of keep the energy going. And, um, yeah. you know, you can kind of feed off of other people's energy when you're in the office. So I think that's definitely been that's definitely been helpful there. I will say this, um, working from home all day, it, I think that definitely plays a role in some of the fatigue. And we were even saying this on the yeah. run. I think part of it, honestly, is that I, I want to focus on running more than I want to focus on my job right now. Nobody, hopefully, at my job is listening to my podcast. Hey. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I find it's, myself it's just hard. like fixating yeah. on, on the running, wanting to 
you know, tweak plans or improve. And so I think my mental energy a lot of the time is around the next run. So when I'm at work, admittedly, you know, midday comes around, I'm like, ugh, like, when am I going running again? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And when you're off work, I know me and Cody were talking about this when we were both here. Like, I mean, Emily here and Sam there, like Emily does not want to hear any more about my (laughs) plans of running this week. I'm still going to talk about it for like five hours today. (laughs) So, um, the ladies have no choice. <laughs> it's, it's like, I get it. You, you're training for a marathon. Like, stop fulfilling the stereotype of someone training for a marathon. Like, yeah, yeah. So I do my best. I will say literally today, um, I was at um, a large, there was a presentation at work. And most of, like, the staff um, at the college were in one, like, kind of auditorium. Like, over 100 people. Um, mm. The president was talking. And my, like, boss's boss we just made eye contact and I was like mid yawn (laughs) and he came over and he was like, what am I keeping, keeping you awake or something? And I was like, ah, no, just, just been running a lot. And he's like, oh yeah, how much you running? And he definitely was not ready for me to be like, uh, 39 miles last week and doing 41 this week. And he's like, like, whoa, what kind of can of worms did I just lie? Like what's wrong with you? And I was like, let me tell Mm -hmm. you. He's like, you know, you don't have to do uh, that. But yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't lay it into him. He backed mm-hmm. away slowly. So um, <laughs> you read the room. Yeah, but nice. I, so in terms, maybe not sleep. But have you noticed any appetite as we mm. slowly transition to uh, some diet talk? Oh yeah, bottomless pit oh, of wanting yeah. to eat as many carbs and protein as possible. I mean, I have Olive Garden breadsticks next to me. That uh, uh, the only reason why I haven't ate them is because I don't want to subject our listeners to be chewing <laughs> while we're talking about running. But it's it's there. Um, I'm sure I, they're they're thanking you. Yes, yes, you're welcome, everyone. We <laughs> we care about you, all the mothers listening. Um, yeah, I'm hungry all the time, which was I was hungry all the time before, but um, I yeah, I mean, I had I had two breakfasts this morning. You know, I had like oatmeal and then I had like an egg burrito after. And, and by noon, I was like, OK, time for lunch. So my body is just like begging me for as many calories as possible, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Not going to lie. That part I enjoy. Yeah. Well, how about um, you You want to keep going maybe um, as we transition to kind of like some diet talk of your general day or however you wanted to talk about what you yeah i think obviously the fueling pieces uh outside of the gels and and the electrolytes is the the big piece i've tried really um it's funny i I, we were even saying this last weekend i I eat a lot anyways i'm finding that i still like i need to eat more and i'm adjusting to that hence the two breakfasts this morning but i usually try and start my day with a cup of coffee with some collagen protein in it um maybe like a spoonful of honey that's a nice way to just kind of like get me up and going a little bit in the mornings after I go to the gym or I run, I'll either do some, I'll do like protein oatmeal sometimes like like pure Elizabeth oatmeal. That's got some Mm -hmm. nice healthy stuff in it. And then I'll put like a ton of blueberries and blackberries in it, some peanut butter and some honey. And that's kind of like a super dense uh, source of, of carbs for me for if I do a workout later in the afternoon. I'll sometimes put some eggs on the side with some spinach. And then for lunch is literally the same thing for years. It's just like sourdough bread, peanut butter, and honey. I am a fiend for all things sourdough. So that's my lunch. I try and keep lunch sometimes a little bit lighter because if I save a workout for the afternoon, like if I eat really heavy midday, I find that I kind of have like a 
the big crash later. So oh, yeah, yeah, lunch is kind of light, and then dinner is always a. Um, I've been trying actually to do a bit more Mediterranean style for a long time. I was doing a ton of of red meat with just like avocado, sweet potato. When I was training for the triathlon a while ago, that was a really nice. Um, I, I found like that worked for me really well, but obviously I just, I need a lot more. So I'm trying to do a lot of fish, a lot of beans, kind of drive a little bit more vegan that way. Like this, right before this podcast, I had a big like black bowl burrito bowl with a ton of different vegetables in it. Um, you know, kind of taking one out of the, the Kyle diet book but uh eat your veggies that's kids. right all the veggies all the veggies so always <laughs> sweet potato or rice as well and then for dessert i've been going hard on some crumble cookies because i have an endless supply of them you in my gotta. in my apartment now uh, yeah naturally naturally yep so the i think the biggest thing for me is like make sure i have enough food always to eat but make sure that food that's there is clean source mm -hmm. of energy because like you know when you're training for a marathon you could eat whatever you want I mean, I could devour a whole box of Cheez-Its and still, you know, burn all of them off. So I'm trying to be really intentional yeah. with like my hunger cravings, just keeping things in the house that mm -hmm. are nutritionally dense because it's easy to just go for cheap calories for the sake of calories. Um, I don't want to get into that habit because I know myself and I'll continue that habit once the training block is over. For sure. It's like being yeah, uh, it's like being a college athlete and then you stop playing and then you realize like, yeah, you don't wow, need I, to eat as much food anymore. Yes, uh, like but wow, why did I gain fifty this pounds? This is the complete opposite now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so true, so true. So yeah, that's what nice. I'm eating today. Well, I definitely have a question nice. that I was going to ask both of you at the end of this. Um, Do it, now. but I'll I'll save it. I'll save that because it's going to encompass all of our our kind of diet regimens. But I did want to. Okay. I'll, I'll jump in and and just kind of you know, Sean, you were mentioning. Um, you know, coffee before your runs. And mm -hmm. I think as we, as we like progress on and we're doing bigger, bigger efforts, I'll probably do, you know, maybe a piece of sourdough toast, or if we're doing like our long run, I think we had a piece of sourdough toast. That and some, the honey well, stingers. Honey. I'll have that sometimes before a run too. Like mm -hmm. if I'm doing a, a big run, I'll eat before, but like when I'm just doing the three miles in the morning, I'm like a cup of coffee is fine. And then I can go and be back in a half sure. hour, but anything five right. miles plus for sure some sourdough. I always have boxes of those honey stinger waffles. They're just really quick and easy mm -hmm. to get down. And the G1M. Cody, you turned me right. on to that a long time ago and I swear by it now. It's mm. I mean, I will I will keep keep doubting that because it's it's a carb source and you get some electrolytes in there. So and it that's honestly good. what I'll do. I don't I I really can't. I, I don't do well eating before a run. So I'm usually doing my runs fasted mm -hmm. um, or I guess can't really call it fasted if I'm having a, you know, carbohydrate drink, but, uh, yeah, we can bend the, the rules. Part, it's fast. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going for these runs and then I'm coming back and my kind of breakfast of choice is, uh, about a, a cup of spinach and eggs on a, on a bagel. Um, typically I do a buttered bagel, but, uh, Sean, you reminded me that avocados are a thing. And so I'm going to, just start using avocados on Solid my bagels choice. instead. And those, I mean, that's really good. And if you Heck guys yeah. haven't tried it, Primal Kitchen hot sauce is fantastic. Ooh, um, an avocado, right avocado oil based hot sauce. Very good. Um, on top of that, coffee with collagen powder. And I'm doing my strong reds, strong greens, uh, superfoods powder, just crushing that right after, right after a run. In typical Nick Bear fashion, um, then you guys for, are BPN athletes. So. Uh, 
we're trying, I mean, we're man. We're trying. One day, maybe with that three ten. Um, lunch, I'm I'm pretty consistent, and I should say, like breakfast and lunch are always the same. Uh, I'm staying consistent uh, on like two meals a day, and then dinner is is going to be where I get a little bit creative. So that way, I can I know exactly what I'm getting in in terms of carbohydrates, in terms of my protein. So lunch is uh, Greek yogurt with peanut butter, granola, cacao nibs, and then fruit, either a banana and some raspberries or a combination of both. And then I'm also doing a random granola bar. And that's usually an hour to an hour and a half after I finish that yogurt, just to kind of hold me over for the rest of the rest of the day. Um, I find usually around like four o'clock, I get really hungry. And that's usually when my body is thinking, you know, you're done for the day. Uh, And so and that's probably, you know, now that I'm running in the morning, I'm even more hungry at that time. And then for dinner, um, a typical one, I think this is one of my favorite, is just a, a really simple rice, veggies, and chicken. Um, Classic. Throw the rice in the rice cooker. Like, you don't have to think about it. Uh, steam some broccoli, some peas, some carrots, um, and then grill up some chicken. You're good to go. Uh, something like that or, you know... I'll definitely indulge in a, you know, a double chicken burrito bowl from Chipotle. Cannot deny that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And finishing up with a protein shake and probably some snack. Um, I am a sweet junkie. So um, I'm always trying to trying to eat something delicious, you know, in the wee hours of the night. But um, I did make just a little note here. Usually on camping trips, this is something that you kind of call me out on, Sean, is I don't usually eat that much on camping trips. You guys are I know, like, putting down a mountain house meal <laughs> and I'm over it. <laughs> they call me uh, um, a mouse because I was just I'll just like snack on you nibble on, uh, trail mix the whole time. And so, I mean, this is this is going to run into my question, but I mean, just challenges and focuses of our diet that we want to, you know, fix in this uh, during this training block. And I'm just going to answer right away and just say eating more protein for me, mm-hmm. like definitely need to increase my protein. Uh, I think everybody needs to increase their protein, um, more veggies, and then cutting back on the sweets slash replacing them with more nutritious options. So like instead of a cookie at night, I'm going to try, you know, some kettle corn, uh, like boom, chicka pop or whatever that. That is an is amazing called. nighttime snack. I can vouch. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. So I'm curious, you know, Kyle, I'm curious what your what your diet is and, um, you know, kind of what what you're doing, what changes you're making and you you as well. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of you hinted at probably the one thing that I've been paying more attention to. And I feel like with everyone, I think any of these any diet um, is like totally functional as long as you're listening to your body and not restricting your like. It's like if if your gut's telling you you're hungry, like you, like if you're filling it with a little bit of everything, you're you're gonna be all right. Um, mm. I am not a doctor, um, <laughs> so I can't actually say that. But I do feel like there is something to, um, like I I was to give a little bit of a backstory. I was completely vegan for um you know three four years, and now I'm pretty much kind of like eighty five to ninety percent vegan. Um, I just 
I tend to eat a plant-based diet, but I definitely don't, you know, I mean, when we talked, when we were at Olive Garden, I ordered chicken parm and Sean was trying to stop the salad guy from putting cheese on the salad. And I'm like, and he's like, I just want to respect the vegan. And I'm like, Sean. They don't want to break any rules there. Sean, it's okay. Chicken. <laughs> it's okay, man. Like I, I, and, and I'm definitely blessed in that regard. Like I know a lot of people, um, you know, they have, you know, uh, issues with dairy or meat or a lot of pea protein and plant protein some people don't get along with so like i'm definitely lucky in that i've you know i grew up eating everything we were a classic american family having you know steak and mashed potatoes often for dinner um so like i don't, I don't really it, it's all of it i just kind of eat stuff that i tend to feel better with in my body mm. um and that's my ted talk but i could talk about things i do actually eat um but i guess in general to like what cody was saying oh protein is definitely something that i'm i've never been like hard on about um mm-hmm. and now i'm just kind of paying more attention and mm-hmm. trying to just bulletproof kind of my days like if i think i'm having a lighter day that's probably just just throw you know a, a protein shake mm-hmm. with a banana <clears throat> before you have dinner like that's what i did today um, just to like, you know, just to throw 20 grams of protein, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, in before I have dinner that probably has another 10. So like, it just kind of caps things off, I think here and there. Um, but my general day, I gotta say my breakfast these days, phenomenal. Do um, tell. Ooh. I don't, I, we, weekdays, I do not eat before runs. I get up, I take a couple sips of water. I go do my business. Um, and you know you get the miles done come in i'm having two kodiak frozen waffles Ooh. uh these are these you got to put some teddy's creamy peanut butter on oh. both of them and then you're doing like a handful of raspberries on each of them kind of smush them in a little bit so it's like a raspberry uh like jelly on top Talk dirty to me you're doing maple syrup the real stuff i know this <laughs> is like i look forward to this every day uh, real maple syrup half an orange I don't. I I used to eat a whole orange. I don't know. I think I just try to make the oranges last longer now because I used to eat them. <laughs> Hold on, like just a to, just days, to confirm, so. the orange is not on the waffle. It's on the side, right? Oh, this is a very good clarification. Okay. Yeah, the, the waffle is actually often in a side cup because I literally lick the maple syrup off the plate, and I don't want my oranges messed. The way you that. were framing your sentences, um, I was like, oh, so that sounds good until the orange gets put on there. <laughs> that's, that's like a weird <laughs> yeah, turn. Yeah, and then I just put oranges on top. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing uh, the stack of Kodiak cakes, half an orange, and I'll do a cup of coffee with oat milk. Um, if I don't have waffles, I'll generally just do a slice of Ezekiel bread mm. um, with either peanut butter or Earth Balance if I want something lighter. Um, even though it's basically oil-based butter, which is calorically dense as all heck, I realize that, we but need it. it feels lighter than peanut butter. <laughs> Um, and actually currently I've been doing a slice of Ezekiel bread with, uh, Emily made this like date, um, spread and it's like blended dates and like Ooh. vanilla, um, just like vanilla, oh. uh, pure vanilla in it. And it's like, oh, cause dates are so sweet as is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. Sounds like a treat. It's good. Um, so that's been a bit of a, a fall off, uh, or like, uh, you know, if we're out of waffles, cause I eat like nine instead of two, like I said, um, <laughs> and uh so like and then generally i'll have i just put this in my snack category but i'll have one cup of coffee with breakfast shower get ready for work this is all at like i'm gonna say like 6 45 mm-hmm. and then by the time i'm headed to work at like 7 58 
I generally will make like kind of a smaller cup of coffee that's more like half coffee, half oat milk. And then I'll put kind of like a light scoop of um, veg plant-based chocolate protein. And I'll kind of like mix that all together and kind of just have like a road coffee. Um, and that's, I mean, those are 25 grams of protein a scoop. So mm -hmm. that's like, I don't know, at least 10 to 15 there. And then after breakfast, like the Kodiak cakes have, I think like 12 grams of protein. So yeah, that's something I've definitely been like paying more attention to. Um, uh, snacks for when I am home, I eat Ezekiel bread with buffalo hummus that we like, uh, we make buffalo hummus. Like I make it like that's something that Emily made once. And Ooh. I was like, it's tahini chickpeas, like some olive oil and Frank's <clears throat> buffalo sauce. Like sounds amazing. You can't mess it up. You blend it up and then you have a family size thing of buffalo hummus all to yourself. And it's fantastic. So I do a lot of that on, um, and I just like Ezekiel bread. I mean, I, I say I like Ezekiel bread. No one likes Ezekiel. You bread. accept Ezekiel <laughs> bread, um, but I've gotten used to it. Um, so I just I eat it all, honestly all the time. If you toast it enough, it's crunchy and then it's good. Um, honestly, I really can't even go through my whole lunch order because there's one place I always go to called Simone's Kitchen, and mm. it's like a modern Mediterranean place. I'll just say. You know, it's a grain bowl. It's a Mediterranean version of like a Chipotle. And it's also great because you can do your grains, falafel, potatoes. And then when you get to the toppings, similar to like Chipotle, I just tell them to put all of them in there. And yeah. mm. it's great. <laughs> um, often I get a kombucha with that. Um, and then if I'm eating on campus, I generally just do a giant salad from the salad bar. Um, and then I go for the hot bar. It's either soup or pizza. Sometimes I grab and I will eat normal pizza. So sometimes I go wild. <laughs> Crazy. You know. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I, if it's a lifting day, I often lift once a week, like around 1130. And then I'll just run through like the campus center to grab something. And I get, I'll get like, I'll do a salad and then grab like an Evolve. Um, I think it's called Evolve. Uh, like it's like a plant protein shake mm -hmm. they have in the bookstore. Um, yeah. And if I'm eating leftovers, that's generally like just like pasta and like steamed veggies or something like that. Um, or like leftover grain bowl or just a giant salad. Mm -hmm. um, and then honestly, if I only bring a salad from leftovers, that means I'm then going over to like the student center and getting something else because I need more food. And I like to walk across campus away from my desk. Um, and honestly, for dinner, it's like a different shakeup of all that. Grain bowls, uh, super salads. We just call them super salads, but basically you chop up a bunch of romaine and then you put whatever else you have on the fridge in there. I wanted to tell you tonight we did have cauliflower tacos, uh, barbecue cauliflower, Oof. red cabbage slaw, and avocados. That sounds on uh, soft flour tortillas. And this was, again, another thing where I came in kind of late from work. Um, I had a protein shake. I eat a piece of Ezekiel bread with buffalo hummus on it. Like, and then I went straight into dinner of tacos. So like, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely like, I, I, I eat all the time, like, and whatever generally is nearby. Um, and I'll just double down on what Cody said. I am a sucker for the sweets. Um, and one thing I am, what my dirty, my dirty, dirty secret is, um, I often make mug cakes and Ooh. boy, can I throw together a mug cake and like real quick. Is that like it a was, microwavable? Uh, how do you make a mug yeah, cake? Yeah, yeah. You, you just do like um, 
do like three, four tablespoons of flour, like a quarter teaspoon of uh, baking powder. Uh, if you're keeping it vanilla, just do like a scoop or two of any kind of sugar you want. Throw in like two or three sco- uh, tablespoons of like any milk you want. And I often mix in raspberries in Ooh. a vanilla mug cake. And you do that all in the mug, whisk it up, microwave it for like 48 to like 55 seconds. It's really a science. That's... And then you've got yourself a, a little muddy mug cake. Where was that this Damn, weekend, Kyle? You... Yeah, dude, I know. <laughs> Between the cheese that's, 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 and the chicken parmesan, I think we were set. Yeah, we, we had options. Yeah, I, I, I'd say Olive Garden. Um, Olive Garden was enough to uh, to shake up my system. Yeah. We were satiated, yeah. and then some. Agreed, agreed. Question for you guys: but, um, After yeah. after yeah. the race, what are you eating? Oh, Sean, I think you know what I'm gonna eat. I think you know what I'm gonna eat, and it's gonna be a Five Guys burger. I don't know what it is about Five Guys, Read but my it's mind. like something about something about doing a real big effort, whether it's camping, whether it's running, like mm-hmm. Five Guys. Well, <sighs> whenever we finish a, a camping burger, trip, huh? we we always go to Five Guys and we look at the calorie <clears throat> count next to like the double bacon cheeseburger, and it's like it's been a while. I don't remember, <laughs> but it, it is up there. It is up there. So, Cody, it's I'm enough. with you. I I will have my sights set on a big, fat, juicy burger with some Cajun fries, baby. <laughs> oh, you dogs! Man, we're crazy. I I definitely won't get a burger <laughs> from five guys but i will say it is one of those things where generally every time i've finished definitely definitely a marathon it's like like it could be anything and my body's like oh yeah oh hell yeah or it's like no no like my first marathon I sat down and ate an entire box of Krispy Kremes <laughs> and then like half of a Papa John's pizza Oof. and I felt awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it was like, man, these, it was just like the only thing that seemed good to me mm. um, in the moment. It was the right choice. I, I, I will say I will almost definitely have a protein shake and probably an element mixed up with Emily at the finish line. Mm. And I will like, take at least five six sips of element and then probably try to put down the protein shake as quickly as i can just because if then i eat a box of krispy kremes like at least i've gotten something like good. you've got a healthy base to to coat everything yeah. else that that sums up like my way of eating honestly like i just make sure i eat uh as you know some good stuff i literally just wrote like if i have fruits veggies and whole grains in my day i'm fine with having mm-hmm. any other things if that's like what my body craves. So a I've got combo a, of listening to your body. I've got another yeah. qu- question about your mud cake. Um, have you ever thought of, <laughs> have you ever thought of uh, replacing the flour with like a protein powder and trying it that way? Get a little Ooh. extra protein there. Oh, wow. I think that might work. No, but I could, I could do that like right after we record this podcast and let you know. <laughs> please, please give us an update next week. We'll need week. a status That'll report. Be. Okay. No, I I honestly, I just go through like all of these like, you know, baking um, food blogs. I just mm-hmm. like, I'll just Google like, you know, raspberry, vanilla, vegan mug cake. I don't even have to put vegan in there because you can just do whatever you want. Like if you don't want oil, put applesauce in it. If you don't mm-hmm. want normal milk put oat milk like put whatever you want you know that's what i like about mug cakes they're very flexible very <laughs> fluid system a jack of all trades for dessert <laughs> i think the one uh one advantage that i think all three of us have and maybe you more so kyle because of because of emily and her her cooking but we all love to cook 
uh, and, and mm-hmm. I yeah. love to bake. So like making food interesting is is pretty easy for us. So we don't we're not going to get mm-hmm. sick of of what we're doing every day. And we're, we're able to incorporate more than just, you know, uh, pasta, buttered pasta, as, as Sam likes to call it, but just straight buttered pasta. Yeah. Like we can put tomatoes and, and zucchini and like whatever we find uh, right in there and make it taste good, even if it on its own doesn't taste great. So that's one advantage we definitely have for this training block is making food taste good and making food, uh, making a lot of food taste good. So, I mean, even when I was in college, when I first started cooking, my diet or my my menu options were pretty much like the Olive Garden menu. Some variety of like oh, yeah. pasta, chicken and broccoli with cheese or Alfredo cheese. on it. Yeah, we've come a long way since che- then. Cheese and a lot of butter. Oh, yeah. Cody, do you remember ever watching me make a like leftover like i would make penne with like any kind of red sauce um, and at Cortland, and then like the next day <laughs> i would like put cheese all over it and put it between two pieces of bread and just like bake it for like a couple minutes and then it became a pasta sandwich <laughs> for for all of our listeners when kyle and i were living together in Cortland. Kyle would go and buy like a two gallon thing of ragu tomato sauce and penny penny pasta like and you would eat pasta for every single meal. And I yeah. Oh, and pasta sandwiches, I guess. Pasta sandwiches. You got to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner, don't you? What a gnarly invention. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's school. That's grad school for you. That's higher education. That is in a nutshell. I ate a lot of ice cream. Well, gentlemen, should we should we quickly uh, or however long you actually want to talk? Uh, we gotta, we gotta give give the folks just just I guess a little bit of Premier League talk. I don't think there's we don't really have you know we don't have any secrets of the game. We just we just have we're fans mm-hmm. and we and we love talking about it on our runs. We talk about it, um, and there is always banter. So maybe. Um, I mean, should we like, should we say our favorite teams or something? Yeah, we do that. Yeah, Yeah, we should definitely do that. I mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll come out and say I've been a lifelong Arsenal fan. Um, don't really know why. Um, I think I was just drawn to, uh, you know, young Thierry Henry and those O2 red jerseys. And I, I thought he was so exciting. Um, and then, you know, even though they weren't the best of times, like Van Persie coming through and Thomas Rosicki, you know, people who are not legends <laughs> of like Fabregas, Fabregas a little, yeah, Chleb. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, we grew up in this in this age of like very. If you, when we were like twelve, there was legends at Arsenal, and then it kind of just like <clears throat> as we were teenagers, like there were still good players, like you know, they were fun to watch, but. They went they to Manchester United or Chelsea. Yeah, they yeah. were not. Yeah, they were not in Feeder an era club. of um, anything other than fourteen <clears throat> FA Cups. So, which hey, hey, it's a trophy I'm cabinet. I'm clapping for you. Some clubs, yeah, we your, got your rival club has no trophies in their cabinet. So, yeah, yeah but they're just they're just Spurs. Yeah, yeah. that's all. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, all right. thankfully, none of us will say that we're Spurs fans. No, 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 no. We would uh, ruin our credibility in this Although, podcast. If 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 Andy the Fod Runner hears this, it's not personal, but <laughs> up the gunners. It's personal. As a Chelsea fan, it's personal. 
There you yes. go. So, so Sean, Sean's a Chelsea fan. That's, That's, all, all, That's all you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a Chelsea fan for uh, my entire life. I became fans of the Blues because back in the day, I had played a game called PES, Pro Evolution Soccer. This was like pre-FIFA days. And there, I was looking for a team that had the same colors as our, our, um, our club team lightning like yellow and blue oh yeah and yes. chelsea this was like pre-roman abramovich era had like blue and yellow kits i was like oh these are the guys and so they had players like <laughs> uh eider good johnson or like Gianfranco zola were dudes i was checking out at that time yeah. and so and then they got all their nice russian money which is no longer there and then we had players like drogba who was uh forever to this day will be my favorite player of all time just uh similar to Thierry Henry just did things in the league that other players could not uh mentality beast somehow always seemed to show up against the uh the Arsenal (laughs) games Kyle I know you have some potent memories of that and um it's dark times well things flip-flop because Arsenal growing up was not in a favorable favorable position and now you guys could potentially be title winners and Chelsea were title winners and are now uh playing like a group of middle schoolers because they're all about as old as a group <laughs> of middle schoolers so um I will be leaning on your wisdom on how to survive the rough patch that my team is now ensuing and probably will be for the foreseeable future. Just one day at a time and find other hobbies. You're running. <laughs> That's all I can suggest. This is, this yeah, is thank God, God for running. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to stick that out one. I'm going to stick with that for a while. All right. Who's the United lad? Yeah, maybe a maybe a controversial, but I am a I am a Manchester United fan Boom. for for life. Um, actually, I was telling someone on Sunday how I became a fan and it was a I think it was an 04 game between Arsenal and United and it was I'm pretty Arsenal won the game 2-1 Henri had a ridiculous header in like the, maybe the 80th minute right through Van der Sar's hands it was incredible um but during that game or maybe a game before Van Nistelrooy was playing for United Rude. and I fell in love with him Rude Van Nistelrooy Fell in love with him. And then, as we all know, the love story really began when Cristiano Ronaldo came. <laughs> we can argue it as Saw much that as coming. we can argue it as much as we want, but he is still playing and is an amazing player still. He is one of the goats of soccer. There can be more than than one. Agreed. Um yeah, Wayne Rooney, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's up there. Michael Carrick. Come um, on. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a United fan and man the first the first 10 years were great and the last 13 years have been rough they have been or last 10 years have been rough but hey we're we're looking up Ineos group is coming in and uh we're making some changes we're making some changes we gotta we gotta win yesterday that's all i care about you know who was absolutely amazing at united who i don't think he was kind of in a little bit of an in-between era is, uh, well, no, Nemanja Vidic. Wow. Oh, dude, one of the greatest he center backs. He was like... Serbian ever. giant. Yeah. Oh, he was good, man. He was like, I guess Rio was showing him the ropes a little bit. They were about the same time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they were. That uh, is why we won quite a few Premier That Premier partnership was, was frightening. Yeah. Ferdinand, Vidic in the middle, and then you got 
Patrice Evra on on one side, and then one of the the uh, was it Raphael uh, those twins Raphael wow. brothers, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yes. yeah, and somehow Sir Alex Ferguson, I don't know, he he put the most random teams together and crush teams. Sorry, Arsenal. Uh, uh, well, I mean, but w- when you've got Fellaini on your team, it's hard to even you know, come out and not, you know, not poop your pants. It's the truth. It's the truth. But he's pure talent. Midfield maestro, that lad. Well, Sean and I are definitely in the same boat because United and Chelsea are definitely down. Yeah. We're still trying to figure ourselves out. And that is why Sean and I have joined Kyle in the marathon training. Solidarity, brother. <laughs> We need somewhere to put it's our pain. Be, it's best to distract mm-hmm. yourselves for sure. But I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I got to say there's some added drama with Jurgen saying he's, you know, <laughs> going to just disappear to an island someplace and rediscover himself for at least a year. So this is this is this is big, big drama. year for Liverpool. Yeah, this is big. This is big, big drama. I think that being said, I will not downplay the fact that he has shook up the man city dominance i mean and also nabbed himself a champions league yeah so, and a premier league i mean they're the only I mean, team really yeah. in in pep's era to have won anything in in recent time yeah. pep has said he's, he's been his some, greatest rival ever yeah he's had some incredible point tallies liverpool has 99 98 and n- not to win the Premier League with those point tallies is insane. insane. I don't think Sir Alex Ferguson ever won a Premier League title with more than 91 points. So put that into perspective. That's quite unreal. It's crazy. So Jurgen Klopp's done great. I think Liverpool has been one of the most exciting teams to watch. As a United fan, people are going to balk at that. But I think Chelsea was really was United's rival for for my time growing up. In our era, absolutely. I will say this. And I'm happy Jurgen Klopp is leaving as a Chelsea fan, um, I am nervous for what that's going to look like for Chelsea because we play them on Wednesday in the league and then we play Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final. And if I know anything about Liverpool, that team at Anfield shows up when it matters most. There is no stadium, mm-hmm. no fan base in the world that gets hyped up like Anfield does. And if they're trying to win on multiple fronts with Klopp's last year, Liverpool is going to shift into a different gear. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to set up quite a dramatic finish at the uh, tail end of the year with City, obviously being Manchester City every year. And we called Mm -hmm. this before. like They just get better. They always start off the season slow, and then boom, come January, everybody's injured in every other team. And City's like, oh, we just got Kevin De Bruyne back, and his hair is glorious, and let's just have him win yeah. a game. Oh God! <laughs> in twenty he minutes against great. Newcastle, he does. He does. what a guy! And he's <laughs> playing so. He, what he came in and had a goal like, like against Newcastle, goal. a goal and an assist, Come on. And, and they were down one nil. They put him on. Like it's just unfair, but they don't have the energy of uh, their most beloved manager leaving at the end of the season. So I think it's going to mm-hmm. be one final kind of like clash between pep and Klopp, and i'm stoked to watch it uh knowing that i don't have to be invested in the title race because chelsea's struggling to even get past ninth place in the league (laughs) so with so and city 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 and liverpool are just gonna they're gonna battle it out Mm. and amongst the rubble and ashes bukayo saka is going to stand on top (laughs) and plant a flag of the cannon on top of it all. And we're going to take the league by a point. 
I don't know, man. You, you're gonna mm. have to fight that out with 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 Unai Emery's men and and see what what yeah. happens there. The That's Villa true, boys. isn't it? Aston Villa is going all the way. Well, listen, Tottenham have Timo Werner now, so be careful. So they're gonna definitely Yo. not. Go <laughs> They'll go from fourth to gone. seventh. <laughs> so they're definitely gonna miss way, more chances. Kyle, are you as long as we finish above? Spurs, are you nervous, yeah, Kyle, that Arteta is gonna leave kind of the... and go to Barcelona at the end of the year? <laughs> Absolutely not. You don't think so? Absolutely not. No, I don't know, man. He is our boy. There's only one team when he was coaching with City that he would not celebrate when they scored, and that was Arsenal. Arsenal. He was a captain. He embodies everything about this club, and he's not gonna leave until. Until he loses well, his hairline, and that's gonna be yeah. Never. Until, yeah until his, boy. that doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too good looking, isn't he? What he a handsome is. man! Yes, yeah. it's true. No, I th- I think he's in it. I think he's in this. I think him and you know the staff, and I think everything he's got around him. I mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he could leave purely because I think he's in a position where he can really ask yeah. for things and he's going to get They've been it. building yeah. that um, team and that system for years now and it like it's just getting to the point where I mean that's what Liverpool did. They brought in Klopp and it took 3 to 4 years plus to really get that machine well oiled and then they started winning you know arsenal i think are just at that cusp and and truthfully if it wasn't for it's so funny having a team like city in the league because arsenal let's say you you take out city which is just like this anomaly of a force of nature in the premier league that no one's ever really seen before you take them out arsenal's at arsenal could win a league if city weren't part of that equation like they're a title winning quality team if not finishing second. So I think uh, if Arteta stays, which by your guess, he will be, you know, Arsenal, I think there's too much groundwork that's been made for him to leave at the end of the season. I think that would be a waste. Agreed. I think you guys need maybe one or two, three, maybe four more players. And you guys are going to have five, six, seven, whole new squad. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kyle, you mentioned something about just the backroom staff. And that was one point I wanted to make about Liverpool is although we f- we think that they're going to be on fire for the rest of the year, my brother-in-law made a really good point that they're really going to struggle next year because they have to try to fill numerous roles in in the front office. Right. It's not like just Klopp, on top yeah. of Klopp. So, I mean, that's that's a struggle to get. I mean, these players are smart. They understand that they're not going to come into a club that's in shambles. Well, maybe they will if there's enough money, but Liverpool's not I mean, enough huge... players went to Chelsea this last year. Yeah, yeah, but mm. Chelsea's offering <laughs> huge salaries. Liverpool don't they don't do that. Liverpool don't give away huge yeah. huge uh contracts and and really mm. neither neither does Arsenal. So, um yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting, but I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking curious what Pep not, will do, you know. Being good. I have a hunch. Here's my hot yeah. take. I think Pep's time in the league is coming to an end too. He, I think he's thrived off of that rivalry between him and Klopp. Like, I don't know if he'll feel challenged without his like bitter rival. I thought he was rival. supposed to leave a, a few years ago. Or I thought, I thought this was going to be his last year as well. And now it sounds like he's going to sign another deal. I don't know. I just, I feel like if you're Pep and you don't have your rival pushing you, like maybe he finds the league just too easy. He's won like he won the treble last year. You know, yeah. Klopp, I feel like, has been the only thing pushing him in the league to win. Like, there's not even been a team, with the exception of Arsenal last year, that has come even close to challenging that. I, I, I would not be surprised if after next year, Pep says maybe it's time to try something else. Especially with United I, poaching everyone in their backroom staff. Yeah, actually. That. I, I, I would just add 
in devil's advocate that I think Pep, and while there may be other opportunities other places, I think he is so invested, similar to that relationship with Klopp, mm. I think he will always find new players that he wants to develop. Mm. And that's where he gets his, that's where he gets his, you know, that's how he fills his cup. He takes players and he turns them into, you know, the best best of what they Mm -hmm. can be. You know, how many players have gone to other, I mean, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne's a good example of like, yeah, he was kind of pushed over at many clubs, Mm -hmm. including Chelsea. He is the most terrifying player in the middle of the park. Yeah. Aside from maybe the skipper at Arsenal. I don't know. (laughs) One could argue. (laughs) Well, what do we think? Maybe Pep to Barca? Go back to his roots? Wow. I mean, that club is like on the brink of... Literally, that club is like about to die. Talk about young I mean, players. That's the to only develop. move, right? Yeah. Talk about yeah. young players. That, that you, you know, it's funny. I could make that, amazing. That could that could happen. I mean, you got Gavi, Pedri. I mean, Barcelona are similar to Chelsea in a weird way. Like they just have a ton of young talent that needs mm-hmm. to be developed. I mean, I'd welcome Pep to Chelsea if he wanted to develop players. We got a whole no, bunch. <laughs> he would never. No. No. Way. I don't think he'd ever I, play. I don't think he'd ever coach another team in in the Premier League other than the City. No way. Whatever happens, I feel so awful for whoever takes the city job after pep because they're screwed yeah and and liverpool and liverpool (laughs) honestly yeah yeah it's gonna be that's like that's like david moyes after sir alex ferguson yeah how do you how do you do it you just don't no no chelsea had that Uh, issue after jose Mourinho and after thomas tuchel i mean when you set the bar you guys you guys hired a manager but those two but those two like won the hearts (laughs) of chelsea though like we've had a bunch of managers, but Jose and Tuchel were there longer than all the other ones. They barely lasted a year, and they won things. The other managers really didn't. But I can see perhaps. I mean, there's always rumors around like Xabi Alonso coming to take over at Liverpool. I think he would be. I think he'd have the highest likelihood of of being welcomed success. by the fan base and success. I mean, he's undefeated yeah. in the Bundesliga right now with Bayern Leverkusen. True, and he picked you know Xhaka from Arsenal who's playing every single game. You know, he's yeah. he's like the next generation I mean, of talented fair, players to be coaches. Yeah. I mean, Shaka is an anomaly. He is a Benjamin Button of soccer career. <laughs> he actually is though. That's the truth. He's actually the getting thing. better. He could, he could end up being the best player in the world. <laughs> Future Ballon d'Or winner. I'm joking. Okay, I've gone too far. I've gone too far. We're off the deep end. I I stopped there. Um, well, boys, yeah. We, yeah. No, I'm just gonna I was gonna say I'm glad we got some prem prem talk in here. That was that was great. Yeah, we opened that door finally. Yeah man, we've we finally got there and honestly I don't I don't hate that we've gone for, you know, a little bit longer. I think as long as we're having a good time and we're still kinda making sense, I think it's totally fair. <laughs> people people can stop the podcast after you know, after the run. Yeah, yeah. we'll put a disclaimer like after